Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world with Australian accents, mate. Uh, this is episode 194. We are recording live on Friday, the 5th of June, 2019. This is one of those rare occasions where the date is correct in the run sheet. This week, we will be talking about the return of G1 Prime. Again. Yeah, again. Um, some new age insects, uh, some manga reprints, and a few more things coming up after this. Hi, I'm Jason. Joining me this week, uh, we have a two-up show this week. It's just myself and Max. It's Max has actually been a really freaking long time since we've had you on the show. Yeah, it's it's been. I think I've done a couple with Brad recently, and then a couple of weeks off. And so it's like I mean, I've been on a couple of times. Um, it's only been, been like two two-ups with Brad recently because it's just how timings worked out, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's, In, funny, it's funny how 2019 has just seen everyone get really, really busy. Um, it's like we don't get anything for being really, really busy. We just are really, really busy. Yeah, I know, like Brad's been all over the place at work. I've had a nightmare semester at uni and no one's actually <laughs> coordinating. Yeah. The shows has been not like surprisingly not as easy as you think it would be for just people getting together on a Friday night for two hours. Yeah, so Friday. Look, look. I find Friday night an interesting night to record a, a podcast. Like, it is a bit of a social night. So, like, I kind of like I'm 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 missing out on some social interaction, which is why I duck out occasionally on a Friday night and just skip the show. But um, yeah, no, like it's. I, I guess it's a time. It, it it is a time that a lot of us are generally able to you know at least donate a couple of hours. And I think it's I think it's better to actually take a couple of Fridays or take a couple of hours on a Friday night than a Saturday night because Saturday like you might you might be running into something from the day. Anyway, that's a bit of a production thing. I think like, you know, we, we do record the show on a Friday night. It's um it's currently quite late into the night. And uh yeah, we I guess ultimately we need to get started really, don't we? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. This is the, the the start of the show is obviously where we would, uh, well, I say obviously, but it's where we would usually do bot shots. But bot shots is over. We're going to we're gonna take that away and uh, work on something new uh, for a, a, a discussion group, um, a discussion group competition of some kind. So um, that means that we've, uh, we're going to go back a little bit and look at some of the, uh, this week in Transformers Weekly History. If you go back far enough you know, over the last, well, what, what have we been doing this for? It's like the, we're, we're almost at four years now. Actually, we're, we probably are at four years because we've skipped a few weeks here and there. Um, this week in Australian Transformers Weekly History, um, that segment title is not going to stand that way because it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Uh, we did get the first pictures of the um, Diaclone Paris. I don't think it's a Diaclone. A uh, Dakar Rally version of uh, Terregis, the uh, um, Trailbreaker repaint, which... I have still never actually seen in person, and I think I, I decided to get rid of my Ocular Max um, Trailbreaker and hoist. So, like, I think it's, it's safe to say that I'm not really that into that into the figures, but I do remember that uh, that um, Dakar Rally redeco of him did look fantastic. Yeah, I owned one for a while, and it was you know one of the nicer looking figures yeah. out there. So you got rid of it as well? Yeah, well, it's a great looking figure, but like. The mold was a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah, see, this is this is ultimately why I chose to get rid of them, right? But yeah, and um, uh, I yeah. want to speak highly of it, but you can't. No, like, so you and I were talking about um, there we do have a we do have an Ocular Max figure coming up later in the show, and we were talking about it before the show, and um, and I said that yeah, there's been a few a few things I've I found where Ocular Max came out of the gates swinging really really well with um with Sphinx. Um, I found some of the stuff that they've done since then has been pretty hit and miss. So, um, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Um, ultimately, I kind of feel like MMC might be better off sticking with their reformatted line rather than Ocmax. But, yeah, we'll see how they go. They, they want to do both. So, yeah. Um, what else did we get? Uh, in, in this week in history, we had uh, Flame Toys Tarn was announced. Suddenly, suddenly, a wild Ash Whaling has appeared out of nowhere and joined the podcast. 
is Oxford Ash has invaded. He has joined muted and like this was a this was a danger on the show. Let's 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 unmute Ash and see what happens. I think Ash has muted himself actually. I don't think I don't know if I can unmute Ash. We'll see if he can maybe, keep maybe. going and we'll see if he can sort himself out. Yeah, Maybe on, I'm going to go into the control room and see if I can unmute Ash. No, nah, doesn't work. Anyway, might might still be setting up. I guess he might be. He might be. We'll see. We'll see how we go. All right. So, so uh, other stuff in uh, other stuff in years gone by. Uh, we did have the uh, announcement of Flame Toys Tarn. That is a figure. I think that uh, where did Flame Toys Tarn come out? He he he's, he came out uh, at a recent convention, didn't he? Or a few months ago. Eventually, yeah, it was it was it was quite recent. Um, very very well regarded figure. Yeah, as is Puff, of course, of Flame Toys. It seems like they know their stuff. That's right. Uh, in other things that are perhaps not quite so well regarded, we reviewed the last night. That would have been two years ago, actually, not last year, because last year was a Bumblebee year, uh, and. Yeah, so that would have been two years ago. Reviewed the last night. Uh, Takara revealed a reissue Unicron, uh, another one, and um, Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron uh, was revealed to the to the world at large. And in rather more inauspicious news, Power of the Primes Machinima series ended. And good riddance to it. And now we'll never see it again. No, we will, right? Because all the same people are working on the fucking Netflix show. So, gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I am. I'm hopeful that it will not suck as well. But we'll see how we go. <laughs> We're gonna move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? All right, let's get to some news, shall we? I, I, I feel like Ash's avatar is just going to sit there. Um, it's just silently judging us the whole way through the show. Yeah. I, I think Ash's avatar is just going to sit there at the bottom of the screen for a while while we talk about this. Right. Uh, so, Takara Tomy announced this week that they were going to be selling a set of uh, a 35th anniversary convoy reissue. That is the figure on the left. And a version of what we know as Studio Series 38, uh, which is the Optimus Prime from Bumblebee, paired up with him. Yeah, it seems to be in a bit more of a G1-style colours game. That's true. Uh, now, now, more as it could be compared to the movie. Well, yeah. Um, so Studio Series 38 has been a figure that we are, we're, we're all like quite fond of, and it's part of, I mean, part of it is that we were very fond of the design of, of Prime himself in the in the Bumblebee movie, which I think is the first time that we've ever been able to say that. And I am going to just uh, I am just going to welcome Ash because Ash does uh, Ash can unmute himself now. There we go, and uh, and he in fact has his uh, Studio Series thirty eight in his hand. Ash Whaling, how are you doing? I I thought I couldn't join the podcast. I thought it wouldn't let me, and then all of a sudden it did, and then I, I wasn't here, but I was banished, but I am, but I'm not, so. It's nice. Sorry. Well then, it's, it's nice to have you. I actually grabbed my Studio Series Prime. Was like, oh well, if I can't join the podcast, so I guess I'll just fill around with this, and then oh, it's, well, I'll, I, I'll, I'll play with Prime. Started working. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good, good. All right. Look, so we're going to get back to this. This is the uh, this is the uh, Takara Takara G One reissue standing right next to the Studio Series. I'm going to say it's a reissue because you can buy Studio Series Thirty Eight in Japan. They have chosen to uh, change some of the colours on it, not very yeah. much, but just enough to make it very much uh, a, a very sort of identifiable uh, G1 Prime look. Um, and, of course, as with any G1 figure, they have not applied the sticky um, in a in a straight uh, way. <laughs> just to make it as accurate as possible, they had to yeah. make it inaccurate. Yeah, just so it really looks like a toy from the 80s. Um, we were commenting as we were looking at this beforehand. So some of the differences, um, there's a there's a, a more obvious grey stripe around uh, around the midriff uh, on 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 the Studio Series figure, and it looks like he might have a slightly lighter colour scheme and a possibly metallic paint job. Um, I can actually tell you right off the bat, there's, uh, there's several very big changes. Mm. One, 
the yellow in his uh, wrists for the yellow uh, actual chevrons, that's not on the Studio Series figure. Oh, okay, well, when you said big changes. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm working up to the biggest one. Uh, the blue paint on the back of his hands is not present. But the biggest change is the fact that he actually has Autobot symbols on his shoulders. There's no Autobot symbols on oh, yeah, yeah, right. series. So yeah, and it's it's something a lot of people are, pointed out. So his hands are blue on uh, on the Studio Series figure, but that does actually point out, like, yeah, the, the colour scheme is wildly much, much brighter. So, yeah. Mm. It's cartoony. Yeah, yeah, my, well, yeah, much, yeah, much more cartoony, really. Um, and I kind of want it. Yeah, I kind of want it. Now, there is, there is one major. I mean, look, that's a G one Prime in um, with a sticker peeling off in uh, in cab mode, uh, and there's a comparison photo of the. Um, so, like, if I go far enough through this, there's one really compelling reason to get this set from uh, Takara Tomy Mall, no matter how much it costs, and that is the fact that they they are packaging them in separate boxes that are sort of reproductions of their uh, their uh, G1 boxes. The, the Prime one, obviously, he doesn't, well, not obviously, but he doesn't come with a trailer, so it's a smaller box. It's kind of just the Walmart Prime um, with a, a Japanese box, but then they've also done the exact same thing and packaged the uh, packaged the uh, the Bumblebee Movie Prime in cab mode and, um, yeah, stuck him, in a, stuck him in a box that labels him as 01 anyway, even though he's not 01 of anything. But they've also done a G1 box art style figure of, or... or um, uh, artwork. artwork. Yeah. Oh, that art is gorgeous. Fantastic! It looks so so good. Um, and so yeah, like I'm 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 thinking that I may end up spending some money on these and importing them. Um, yeah, I almost feel like the boxes. I feel almost like the boxes are selling point. To be honestly, well, is, I, I've, just I've, I've got a studio series figure. I'm not going to open the box, <laughs> <laughs> which does make me wonder if I really want to get it. Um, who else is feeling tempted to purchase this? I kind of want it from the box. Exactly. Yeah, if, if I I don't need a G1 Prime, but if I can find, if by some miracle I can get a two-pack for a decent price or find the just the Bumblebee Prime by itself, then I'd certainly consider it. Yeah, you're right. So I don't I don't feel like there's anything particularly um, particularly unique about this about this uh, this G1 Prime figure. Um, I mean, look, it's always nice to have a, a nice, crisp G1 Optimus Prime in your hands, but uh, I don't think we need it. What, 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 what do you think? For the legions of people that have lost their Prime Vists, this is another way of getting them back. <laughs> that's, that's what happens to everybody. They lose their Prime hands. Every, every time there's a reissue of Optimus Prime, you don't think, hey, I could get that Optimus Prime. It's, oh, I wonder if those fists will fit. Yes. You know, you're in... You sort of say it like a joke, but you're also entirely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a joke statement that is, you know, it, it's it's one of those jokes that cuts awkwardly close to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the more the more I look at the uh, the color scheme, uh, the more I really kind of want it. Uh, in actual fact, the color scheme on the G1 figure is uh, less bright than the Bumblebee figure. Mm, but it's also yeah. chrome as a trade-off. Is it really though? Like it looks. Isn't it just? A, isn't it just the paint? For oh yeah. The, oh, you mean the, the, the G one? Yeah, G one figure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True. There's there's a decent amount of uh, chromed plastic on the G one figure. Let's Correct. go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you if you do want a fancy box, uh, Takara Tomy Mall is, I believe, currently taking orders. I think they I think they might have started on the first of July actually. Um. But uh, yeah, no, they're. Oh god, those boxes are gorgeous. And this is the so right now I've got the I've got the artwork from the G1 box on screen and I'm just I'm I'm sad that it's got the word sample printed across it because otherwise it would make an amazing poster. And the same with this one because like that's probably the only the only clean version of this artwork that you're gonna get. <laughs> we we need someone to just take like fold out the box and take a scan of it, really. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone needs to, someone needs to unphotoshop the word "sample" off this version of the bot, and uh, yeah, maybe make it slightly higher resolution and see how it goes. But yeah, um, so if you are, uh, like, if you haven't, if you haven't purchased your um, Studio Series Thirty Eight yet, maybe you want to import the set from uh, from Takara Tommy Mall. 
see how you go. Um, I will say that I recommend dealing with Treasure Japan if you are going to import from Japan. You can uh, you can email them, send them the URL of the page, and um, send them the the cost of the cost of the purchase in uh, on PayPal, and they will go and order it for you and let you know when it comes in. I believe these are not actually supposed to come out until later, much much later this year. I think it's actually I think it might be like December or something. All right, retro Christmas toys. Maybe, maybe. Mm. All right. So, but, so we're all interested in that. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's good. It's good to know. The next one, maybe we're not all so interested in, although it does seem to have some new effects pieces. So we are looking at new pictures of Masterpiece 19 plus smoke screen. Um, he's got some new, uh, new smoke effects that um, the way that this photo has them placed, it makes it look like his engine is not working properly, but that's okay. Those images are still loading, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of nice. We saw we saw his new we saw his new head, or his new head or his new face design uh, come up a couple of weeks ago. This this photo makes it look slightly his chin is slightly less pronounced. I think um, there were there were jokes going around at the time that he looked kind of like the tick, and this this seems to seems to sort of bring his chin back into line with the, um, sort of the rest of the masterpiece mm. body, but you can more clearly see the uh, the smoke. Uh, effect sort of at his feet like he's skidding to a halt um yeah no look he's a he's a nice looking figure this the the changes that they're making to the masterpiece plus for um anime and uh something in some cases toy accuracy they are starting to sell me on obtaining these versions of the figures and i kind of hate mm. myself for it but um yeah it means you're playing right into their hands and that's exactly what they want you to do see obviously i'm here holding my existing smoke screen because i love the guy i've always thought he was a really cool uh one of the datsun molds but there's actually quite a number of engineering changes i mean obviously the transformation itself is the same but there's actually small things like his uh his shoulder guns oh the shoulder are actually guns definitely a hell of a lot bigger they've actually been made a lot smaller on that figure so they're mm -hmm. more in proportion but actually the mechanism that holds them in place completely different on the reissue a lot yes, bigger, a yes. lot more sturdy. Um, apart from that, I think the big part of it that I find with these releases is obviously the change of the face to make it more cartoon accurate. But more to the point, the fact that they actually give you alternative faces, which is a really yes. big one. Because, I mean, a lot of the older figures, obviously, alternative faces weren't a thing back then. You just got do, your guy do, and that do, was your guy. Do you think that's really, a, that's sort of Takara responding to a lot of the third party figures, how they, they would come with multiple faces? I think it's hard to ignore. It's just one of those things that, you know, they've started doing it. People have responded. Oh, I hmm. guess people do like that kind of thing. It so. feels less like a response to the third-party figures and more of a response to, you know, Jap the wider Japanese market of action figures as a whole. Like, it's, it's probably yeah. right, yeah. It's, it's probably just moving with the times for the, where the market's going with them. Mm. I mean, if you, you look, look at the masterpiece that. landscape, you can see right now that accessories are just mm -hmm. everywhere, big time. Very true. Yeah, I think... Um, so the other thing that I've noticed actually is that on some of the photos, I'm not sure not sure if it'll show up in the, any of the photos here. In some of the photos, his shoulder guns are actually pointing in different directions. Like they're not they're not both pointing the same way. So I don't think they're aligned with each other. Hmm. That's definitely something that can't be done on the existing figure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe it maybe it might be it might be less obvious with the official photos, but the when we saw the photos of it standing. Uh, at one of the toy shows, it was it was definitely more obvious that one one of the guns was uh, sort of up and down. It might have just been a prototype. So yeah. Um. Now we do have an official we do have an official price on him. He's he ends up being about eighty five or ninety US dollars. I think that's about it's about the same price that we expect for sort of the um the Carvery issues or the the car masterpieces, and he is due in January twenty twenty. Just. Actually, seems like quite a wait. For it, just, it, a re, for just a reissue. Look, it is quite a wait. Um, I, think it's, I mean, it, look, it's 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 a reissue, but also like it takes time to tool up the production lines and get them going and stuff. Like anytime, anytime we get just a straight up masterpiece reissue, it takes time for it to come out as well. Like this is this is no different. Um, but also, I think Takara's trying to sort of be a little bit careful and make sure that they don't sort of tread on uh, tread on other releases' toes. Ash, you're looking very puzzled. It's actually quite interesting. The more I look, the more, obviously, it's interesting how the, the reissue itself seems to have a lot more sort of, I guess, emphasis on sort of color and sort of things really popping. But at the same time, 
he loses a lot of the printed detail. Obviously, he's, uh, I mean, unless this is obviously just an example of, you know, not a finished product, but there's tampos on the side there regarding the smoke tactics. He's got sponsors on the front. Uh, the top of his doors actually list the DevCon oil as well as the 38. The only printed detail I'm seeing on this figure is obviously the Autobot symbol on the chest and the 38 on the doors. Yeah, I look. I, I mean, he's even point. lost his. Uh, he's even lost details that he used to actually have sponsorship along the top of the windscreen. Yeah, but I mean, look, we we know that the point of the masterpiece pluses is that um, they're more cartoon accurate. So, yeah, the the I mean, the original looked a little bit more like a rally car, and now he's meant to look more like the cartoon version. And, and you know, I've always been fond of. I've always been fond, and just looking at you holding it there, I can see why. I've always been fond, been fond of just how sharp and shiny masterpiece smoke screen actually is because mm. his colors really pop on the original and the the new one the colors are a little bit more muted because they're meant to be more uh, anime accurate mm. i mean that. things like the blue windscreens the blue windows obviously pop out a lot more he's got a you know sort of matte white gun instead of the silver finish from the original one so yeah it's kind of interesting it's it's a it's definitely a trade-off i don't feel it's definitively better it's just different yeah, I, I, I still think the red really defines the car and the the robot mode. It just it, it just really pops. But like on the version you are holding up right there, it's so shiny. It's just gorgeous. It is. It's a really nice, like really sort of cherry red, as opposed to this one's a lot more sort of a muted kind of almost pastely red. It's really not blowing me away. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Makes me wonder if I can just take the new heads and put it on my old one. Well, see, that's kind of the thing, right? Like, you you can keep your old one, but you can't get the you can't get the new head of the new gun design. So, what are you going to do? Mm, you forget Jan that I'm a toy surgeon. January 2020, uh, the operating theater is open at Ash's house. It is time to operate. Yes, Max, are you uh, are you going to be looking to pick up uh, pick up the new masterpiece smoke screen? This is yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I've I've never gone for the masterpiece repaints. Uh, to be honest, but like it, this one just looks really good. To be honest, um, I was saying to Brad the other day the extent to which they managed to, you know, uh, make it look like, you know, completely change the look of a figure just through a couple of small re-sculpts and some and a change of paint is really astonishing to me. Like it, it looks a lot cleaner than it did beforehand. It's it, it, it looks like a cartoon nowadays. It seems to be. I think the best way to describe it would be it, it doesn't look like it came from the old era of, um, you know, sort of more reimagined masterpieces. It looks like it comes from the current era of cartoon-style masterpieces. Well, it's not the first uh, It's not the first reissue of this mould in a, in a plus colour scheme either. That honour goes to Prowl. Mm -hmm. uh, correct. They've also, they've also reissued... Um, blue Streak. Did they, do, did they do a plus Blue Streak? Is he out yet? Not yet. Ah, I saw him announced. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not actually sure we, not actually sure we got an official release date for that one, but um, he also has some uh, some effect pieces, and we also have seen a, a plus version of Wheeljack as well. Um, I still think this one is probably looking the most effective of them in terms of whether or not you buy Masterpiece Plus figures. Uh, I generally do not, and then I purchased Masterpiece Plus thirty six Megatron, and so I, I feel like it's a slippery slope from here on out. It's all downhill from here. It's, it is all downhill from here. It's a very expensive slope. Yeah, it is. Mm. But I mean, like, uh, as far as MP Blue Street goes, yeah. MP yeah. Plus, uh, MP 18 Plus Masterpiece, Masterpiece Blue Street revealed, uh, doing the whole effects thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember thinking that that actually looked quite good as well at the time. Yeah, but you're right. There's no date on him. I completely forgot. Because, I, I mean, I saw this and just... I. I really loved it because, again, it's obviously faces and such. And I, I think that they've really nailed eyes in the MP pluses. But, yeah, good point. I don't remember there ever being a uh, a date attached to this guy. So, hmm. He might be a mall exclusive. I don't know. Maybe his, maybe his pre-order's come and gone. We'll see. Well, I was always under the impression that this Blue Streak mall was technically Silver Streak. Uh, yeah, look, that's a... I believe that's a uh, a thing when it comes to um, the English translation to this. Um, sure. The main reason why I know this is because uh, if I was to stop sharing my screen just for a moment, uh, I've got him too. Hang on, there we go. Yeah. Click, click. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, much like Max said earlier, um, I'm not. I was never going to be one of the people that buys more than one of the mold, but 
I managed through my own twisted logic to say, well, technically, Smokescreen has a body kit. He's not the same mold. He's slightly different. It's fine. <laughs> and that's the lie I keep telling myself. Mm, yeah. Look, it's, a, it's an effective lie. Um, they've built an entire empire of Transformers fans on it. But, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, if I'm lying to myself, I'm only hurting myself. So it's fine. It's true. There was an announcement this week that uh, Viz, um, who... Look, if you know Viz as me... Are you the presenter currently, Jase? I am. I am the presenter. What's going on? Just making sure they're presenter, that's all. Because he keeps saying that I'm presenting to everyone, but I don't think I am. No, I'm presenting. Curse you, Google Hangouts. Wait, wait, no, no, it's switched off. Let me present to everyone again. There we go. There we go. All right. So, uh, Viz Comics, um, the uh, British publishing arm that is famous for Viz Magazine, this has branched out a little bit in recent recent years, and they are seeking to bring the uh, Japanese Transformers Japanese Transformers manga to the US, which does mean an English translation of it. They are beginning with the uh, they be what are they they're beginning with Fight Super Robot Life Form. Uh, they're they're the strips that were actually published in. They, they were previously published by uh, Million Publishing a while ago, and I think. 2002 but uh, they've sort of been uh, that's been out of print for quite a while these are the the comic strips that appeared in uh, tv magazines um comic some comic books uh, and of course they're originally in japanese so it's like further adventures of g1 and uh you know if you're um if you're a bit tired of uh, idw's new uh new comics maybe take a trip back in time and see how these go um they are coming this winter uh, the, the 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 tweet that we have on screen says, and it also shows a also shows a picture of. Let me just enlarge that. A picture of the uh, the cover of book one. Now, so hmm. in terms of characters in here, because uh, because it is fight super robot life form, we have a Megatron and a Prime, plus we have a uh, Deathsaurus, a uh, we have a Rodimus or a Hot Rod, not sure. There's a Godgen Chrome Dome. and Chrome Dome and Star Saber. And there's someone in looming in the background. That I can't Black Zarek. Yeah, you got Scorpionoc yeah. and Overlord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I completely missed Overlord there as well. So, yeah. Um, not only did you miss Overlord, you missed him giving you a cheeky thumbs up too, just at the bottom of the frame. Is he? I don't know. If you look closely... He's sort of there, just uh, no, no. I think endorsing have, the product. I, I think he might have his uh, his thumb menacingly placed on his chin. Is that a Japanese thing? Fair enough. It, like it can't. I think it kind of is. Um, I mean, for the people viewing at home, uh, for the people listening at home, rather, the one thing that I want to know more, and I hope that it explains it, why does Megatron have shark teeth? I mean, is that just the manga equivalent of just looking evil? He just has shark teeth. Let's be honest. It's not the weirdest thing that's come out of Megatron's mouth in Japanese manga. Hmm. Say no more. Um, so yeah, I wonder uh, if he'll translate that. No, listen. I also, I also wonder that. I, so I actually, I, I wonder how many of the uh, the mangas they're going to actually translate because we do know that the the legends, um, the legends manga, the the pack in comics that they've been doing in the Takara Legend series that is now finished. Uh, the final, the final. Um, I don't think they actually managed to pack the final comic in. I think Takara ended up putting it up on their website, uh, which is just sort of the same as admitting defeat, really. Mm. Um, but uh, they've, yeah, so they've finished, they've finished their Legends manga. And so I wonder if that might come up in one of these, uh, one of these volumes to come up uh, soon as well. We'll see how it goes. There's a couple of, there's, there's a couple of bits of news this week. Now, uh, Ash, have you played the card game? Briefly. Very, very briefly. I have not. I don't believe Max has either. Have you, Max? No. I was, no. I was ex- expecting to go into this and let you two carry it, but yeah, no, no, that's it's fine. on the I, line. I'm, 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 <laughs> more, I'm more than happy to admit to not playing the ta- not playing the card game. I just not really. I'm not really that into card games. I did bring up this story uh, for hey. for one particular reason, which is that. Uh, Omnibots are coming to the collectible card game. And so Omnibots in the 80s were only attainable via a mail-away purchase with robot points, um, which (laughs) often means that most of us did not obtain all of the Omnibots. Or any of them. Oh, I had, no, I had one. I had the, so I had this guy, I had Camshaft. 
Uh, and he was actually one of my favorite Transformers because he was very, he was quite difficult to obtain and I had to wait for a while to, for him to turn up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, they, they've sort of, they've reused the names. Um, what are the other, what are the other Omnibot names? Wait a second. I can do this. They're all, they're all on screen here. It was downshift, isn't it? There is a, there is a downshift. There yep. it is. Yep. This is robot mode and overdrive. Yes. Yeah, so camshaft, downshift and overdrive. I only, yeah. only had camshaft, but uh, you have seen the names reissued or reused over the years in mm. the Generations line, and it's kind of nice to know where they came originally from. But um, yeah, I'm not sure whether or not whether they're going to have that much impact on the um, on the the card game themselves. But uh, I I just think it's nice to sort of see these uh, these characters that were you know sort of exclusive mail away products in the 80s, and I think it's just nice to see them reused and see this. It may well be the closest a lot of people come to owning them. Well, it's, it's, it's certainly better than the names just being thrown around on generic repaints every couple of years. Very true. Which Although, is essentially I, what the Omnibots exist for. But I, I think when they do throw them around, they do tend to keep them together in a team as well. That's not too bad. Um, Overdrive. Uh, so one of the reasons I got camshaft was because of the the way that his, um, his body transforms is very different to everyone else. Overdrive tends to look like he owes a lot of his transformation to Sideswipe. Um, and the, the arrow keys don't work on this image gallery. Thank you. Um, and Downshift sort of looks a little bit like... Um, Sort of your, your um, generic sort of wheeljack kind of mm. uh, kind of character with these guns, and so camshaft was quite a um, quite a different uh, body design. These these ones have obviously been a little bit updated, but see, uh, like camshaft's body is actually the 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 body of the car, just sort of vertically um, arranged. Yeah, and his the legs are the hood, aren't they? Yes, yeah, I think so. And I think his um, mm. yeah, like like he had a different transformation. That's why that's why I made sure that I got the character in the eighties. Uh, no, I, I've got no idea how they're going to, no idea how they're going to interact with uh, anything else in the card game or what effect they're going to have. I do apologise. Well, I mean, from reading just the the card description, it seems that these guys are designed to sort of work together as a team. I can see down there it says, you know, there's a bonus depending on the number of omnibots you have. So, sounds like it's kind of you can build your deck around having some cool omnibots in it. It does. It does seem. <clears throat> it does seem likely. Uh, one other. Uh, so there was one other. There was another uh, another addition to the card game that was announced this week. Yes. This is a Soundwave and Soundwave and Blaster uh, pack that uh, has a sound a Soundwave and a Blaster card. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think the the Soundwave and Blaster cards are foil cards. Actually, they're all foil cards, mm -hmm. and uh, each of them come with three cassettes. Because why wouldn't you? Um, why wouldn't you pack yep. cassettes with these guys? Um, so yeah, uh, so there'll be. There'll be blaster and soundwave uh, cards with mini cassettes ready to ready to rock and roll and rough and tumble when you uh, unpack things. Can I also just say that um, some of the packaging that I've seen for cards in the card game is extremely elaborate, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> just in case you aren't aware of it, did mm. you know that there is actually a another version of this available to people? When you say another version, are you talking about some of the other things with the G1 art on their cards, or is that you mean the retro pack for the Transformers trading card game featuring Blaster versus Soundwave 35th Anniversary Edition? Oh, it's, uh, is, is that different to this version? <laughs> it, it's this version, but with retro art, and it's right. So yes, yeah, so it's the box gouges. Art. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, this is the more updated box art that we've got on here. Well, this, this is the modern box art with everything sort yeah. of been drawn for the cards. The uh, the older one is quite literally the old art re uh, sort of just repackaged and used for it. Meaning you have glorious blaster claw hand, you have Soundwave's incredibly weak looking hips. No, but Soundwave looks strong he here. Soundwave does he? Does his hips look like they're not going to fall apart the second he tries to take a step off something? Oh, Surely, Transformers look like they were going to fall apart. But yes. Uh, yes, no, so we did notice this when we were going through. I wasn't quite sure what the distinction on them was. So they are separate packs, you're saying? Yes. So, I mean, from what I understand, there is one that's going to be available in some... I think it's San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. That's the that's the thought that I have. I mean, makes the most sense. Yeah. And then the other one's just what's going to be commercially available. It'll be on the shelves. You'll find it eventually. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, it blasters the claw hand. The claw. Um... Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm happy to see, I'm happy to see the box art get another run. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 great. Let's move on from there. Um, it is uh, time for us to talk again about the G1 Prime uh, because this thing has come up during the week and basically proved to be a massive conundrum. Um, we are talking about the 35th anniversary G1 Prime crowdfund uh, set that has had a, it has come up. I believe it was. Uh, Crowdfund. Yes, it's crowdfunding. Uh, it was showing off uh, during one of the, I think it was Tokyo to Tokyo Comic Show last week. It is a set that has a golden G1 Prime nailed onto a trophy box. Uh, yes, that was nailed on, which means that when you transform <laughs> him like this, he's got to stand on the base of his feet. <laughs> so it just ends up chonked on the back end of him. This is one of Here's the things I've ever seen. So, all right, so look, look, it's a, it's a gold G1 Prime, right? Like, we know that Takara has long used gold versions of things as lucky draw prizes. Yes. Somewhere out there, there are real gold G1 Primes, and they're rare as hen's teeth and far more expensive. This is a this is a newly produced version, and uh, there will be no mistaking this for the old one because it is nailed onto the onto the trophy box. <laughs> um, also, like it tends, it seems like he borrows a bit of the gold paint scheme from the the Golden Lagoon figures. It's almost like they were testing how to how to do Golden uh, Transformers on a, as a mass produced figure. So uh, he's on a massive base that. Um, uh, where's the photo there? So he, so he's on a big base, which is convoy with his. Um, uh, some Japanese text there. It's a Karatomi logo and a Transformers 35 hmm. logo. It seems like a slight waste of space, but also, like, if you have this on your... If you have this in your collection, like, holy shit, like, yeah. So... I kind of don't. I don't. I kind of don't want this because I know it's going to cost so much money. But I also yeah. kind of want it because, like, Transformers means a lot to me. And this is a very big deal, isn't it? It is. A, it is a really big deal. Um, some of the other. Some of the other things that they've done. This is a, this is almost this is almost a bigger deal than the gold G1 Prime, right? Is that they've actually re, they're actually reprinting the stars. Um, oh my god, I remember that. I know, like so. So we had this as a mail away in Australia, but it did not come with the metallic pin that is at the top of the screen there as well. Uh, but I think we did get. I didn't think we did get the membership card. They've also reproduced the. Uh, they've also reproduced the catalog and the box art that came in as a, as a poster as well. So, kind of impressive. Not worth the. Um, not worth the. Uh, I think it works out at about something like three hundred US dollars for this plus the gold jar. It's not real gold. Like if it was real gold, maybe it would be worth it. Uh, real gold, it probably wouldn't be that price. Uh, it would be a different price, a far more it would, be, price. it would be another price. Um, and this is, I believe this part is one of the other uh, catalogue reproductions. I, my, look, my, my Japanese is um, not good. I don't know any Japanese. but uh, So, so these, are the, these, these are the whole things. Now, if you want to get in on... If you want to get in on them, so we are, we're talking a trophy, a, a, a trophy style presentation of a G1 Prime, a Stars base, a couple of catalog reproductions, a Stars membership card, a metallic Stars pin, which I do know someone in New South Wales who does have one of the original Japanese okay. pins for this. It's kind of cool, uh, and some and a box art poster reproduction. The asking price to get in on the crowdfund of these is about two hundred and twenty US dollars, or I think for the the Matrix box set, which prints your names in one of the books, if you're the one really? of five hundred backers, uh, then it's about three hundred US. And it, the crowdfunding is open for the next month, and then it, it sort of they take it away, and then they produce it. Now, I mean, how could you miss out? I mean, I've just used the uh, Google Lens here to actually try and uh, translate <laughs> what's being said to us. What we're looking at right now. Tell me. The, uh, the top text reads, this super luxurious set is, and then the red text at the bottom says, all to yours. And uh, yeah, Thank above the Transformers logo, it says very clearly, edition battle, super robot fight. Yeah, no, that sounds all right. What about this one? What about this one? Oh, this yeah. is going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. I was thinking. Okay. Thinking some more. Yes. Yes, there is something there. 2000 robot green body, box three, finally, super robot fight. Super Robot Life. 
I don't think Google Lens is quite on our uh, quite on our side for this one, but it. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. God uh, help me, it's tried. What I do know is that because it's a crowdfund, it's actually quite difficult to get your hands so on this. Just, if you're just not clarify for me, where does the crowdfunding come into this? Are you, is it a case that these are only going to be available to a certain number of people that back it, or I believe I believe so. So it's something about uh, there's a a group. Um, I think it's called. Uh, as I can see in the background, it's Legacy TV Cun. Uh, Transformers okay. with 30, 35th anniversary uh, crowdfunding project details. And so hmm. I believe they're working with Takara on it, but it is not Takara who's producing That's going to be my next question is like, how are they related to Takara in this particular situation? Yeah. And it sounds like they just exist and Takara likes money. Therefore, there's a relationship. Uh, look, if there's, some, if there's one thing we know about the last year or so of uh, Takara's existence is that they do like to collect a bit of money from Transformers. They, they do, in fact, like money. They do. Um, so now, it, so let's look. You, you so you got a few options, right? There are a couple. There are a couple of retailers who have said, right, we're going to back this and import it and sell it. Those those retailers are charging. I've, I've seen a price of five hundred dollars floating around. Really? And I'm thinking about it. I really am thinking about it. But I'll, I mean, to be honest, it really is sort of one of those things that captures you as it's it's the only one of its kind, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of going to be, right? It's Yeah. I would never judge somebody for buying this. It's just, it's it's not in my price range, but tell you what, I'd love to see one in person. I just know it's not going to be on my shelf. Yeah, no, like it's not, not something I would consider in a million years, um, but like actually purchasing, but as a piece that, you know, just, I can just purely admire the fact that it exists. You know, Next week on the podcast, it's impressive. I like I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Coming live from his cardboard box, Jason, who has pre-ordered. I spent it. I spent every bit of money I learned in this month, but I pre-ordered it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. With ramen noodles. Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm convincing myself that I want it. That's not what you should be doing. This is a uh, no, I know, but this is the problem. I know I shouldn't be doing that, but I am convincing myself that I want it. Yeah, too much about it. Anyway. Um, Yes, so so that that is that is a thing that is happening. You've got a couple of options, like you you. So I am actually going to investigate whether or not I can actually get Treasure Japan to um, crowdfund it uh, for me, and then just when it arrives, send it to me. I'm considering putting my name in uh, in one of the things and going for the higher the higher backing thing as well. I I, I might have to email Treasure and see what they say. Uh, also, because the crowdfunding site, I cannot navigate uh, if I can't speak Japanese. <laughs> uh, I have ordered from Takara Tommy Moore before with a, a friend of mine who can speak Japanese, and and so like I could probably do it, but I would rather have someone who actually speaks Japanese and can go, yes, I know what to press here and make it work for you. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So that look look, it's coming um it's going to be a while away I, I actually think i think it's not due until february next year by which time it's no longer the 35th <laughs> <laughs> oh that's no, i'm sure the time zones work out yes yes sure it's just a time zone thing <laughs> um i it might come next next year when your um your uh, gold convoy arrives the it's just got a little bit of white out on the the five on 35 someone's someone's just changed it to 36 yeah ocular max we did we mentioned ocular max a little bit earlier ocular max has an exclusive repaint of uh because of course like why wouldn't they have an exclusive repaint of their rc uh as she's coming out as uh, ocular max ps18 zinnia she is a tfcon toronto exclusive which mm -hmm. I'm kind of taking that to mean that there might be a few hanging around at TF Nation when I um when I head over in August. Um, are you after a blue blue sea as it is? I'm not necessarily after a blue sea, but this is making me think that maybe I want to get their pink sea. I mean RC. Yeah. Um. So my 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 actual my actual favorite thing about this uh, is not not necessarily this uh, figure directly, but my favorite thing about it is actually. The absolute ripoff of a very popular internet meme that uh, I'm not sure whether it was uh, I'm not sure whether it was uh, MMC that did this themselves or if um, if uh, Ages Three and Up sponsor did it, uh, which is this one. 
it is pretty fantastic. It's <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, they they set up uh, they set up Springer looking like the 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 guy in the meme who's looking at the hot girl walking down the road whose girlfriend is disgusted with him. And the reason I, the reason I'm thinking that I might actually want to uh, I might actually want to pick up the uh, RC from this is that the figures are capable of doing this and. Like they're, they're almost perfectly positioned. They're like their their expressions work well, and it makes me think that they're probably good figures to have on my uh, on my display. So yeah, hmm. I like it. It's not my cup of tea, but I know that there's people out there that would probably enjoy it a great deal. I do like the expressive faces, though. Yeah, I, I also kind of really have heard enough about uh, uh, fan stories rouge that I don't think I want that. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a rouge apologist. So <laughs> it, it seems that you know the way you do speak about it has actually seen a fall in line with how divisive the opinion mm-hmm. has been towards that figure. Like, Us, it, it seems two character. very different um, sides. Mm. There. I, you, think, you I think Ocular Max makes a better play figure, whereas Fans Toys have created a better display figure. It's probably about right, actually, because um, yeah, like they're not they're not slavishly like trying to recreate a G one figure. Or, uh, there's there's a lot of open to interpretation on their end. There's a lot of things that they've sort of done that you can tell from a design standpoint probably works for the engineering of the toy. But like, if you were to put a picture of RC next to the figure, you spend a lot of time going, "Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait that." They were, they were not slavishly accurate to it. Next to a picture and you sort of squint, you could probably think they're the same thing. So. If it's not literally the G1 figure, then it's not accurate enough. Mm. Yeah. One last news story before we uh, talk about acquisitions. There's some there's some new New Age toys out now. New Age is... Uh, Who is New Age toys? Well, well so what is New Age toys? Um... So New Age Toys has been uh, releasing a lot of looks at upcoming figures lately, and the Insecticons definitely caught our eye. Um, one of the reasons they caught my eye is actually that they kind of look like mini versions of Fans Toys Insecticons. And I love the Fans Toys Insecticons. Once but, again, uh, turns around and pulls up a Fans Toys Insecticon. Let us compare. Oh, hang on a sec. Uh, wait, there we go. Bring brings up there. we go. Okay, cool. All right, so Bombshell next to... Little bombshell, you know you're not wrong. Like the more I look at it, like, I know. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> so there's bombshell, and now we're gonna grab a little kickback and do another one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, and I mean, it's one of those things that the the fan stories and sectorcons have always been such a massive, massive favorite of mine because they just they are quintessentially perfect examples of the insecticons. They absolutely so, are. So it means that me looking at these little minifigures, I'm like, wow. I know. That's, that's what I'm thinking of getting them as well. So we are looking at uh, H10, H11, and H12 in the New Age lineup. And um, they, come with their, they come with their weapons and they come with, a little, um, come with some little Energon cubes because you can't make Insecticons without giving them Energon cubes to play. Mm-hmm. Even the Fans Toys ones came with Energon cubes. They sure they did. Them. Although they were tiny. Um yeah, uh, they look great. Any 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 other uh, Insecticons fans, Max? Are you, are you a are you a fan of the insects? Uh, yeah, I, I think they look like excellent little figures, and I'm sure they'll turn out well. I just sort of a half question the need for them, to be honest. Like mostly just on account of the fact that the recent the recent Legend scale Insecticons we got, you know, actually it's not so recent anymore, is it? Because it's been staggered releases over, or oh, almost a better part of a decade now, but. You know, the staggered trio of Insecticon legends that we've had have been quite good. So it, I'm sure these will be better, but it's like the need for an upgrade isn't, or it, it, it's not really there, in my opinion. Well, I mean, if these guys come as a set, my big question would be if I was the discerning legend scale collector, of which I am, and the Insecticons are known for being known for being a little bit smaller than your average bot. Like, I mean, even the Fans Toys ones are like, you know, about a head shorter than your average car bot from a masterpiece scale. Are these guys at legend scale, therefore slightly smaller just to be legend scale Insecticons? Because, I mean, they look very petite. They, they do. But I think I think they might just be a standard legend scale figure. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. Is there I don't anybody know. got a height that you might see on them, or no? See, I look for telltale signs like pins and things like that, and that's why I think they just look like standard legends. What I'm picking up there is this: the ball joint for the shoulders seems really aggressive. Like either the ball joint's quite big or they are quite small. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. You're looking at kickback. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at kickback and to a lesser extent, uh, scrap, shrapnel up the back. Because you see, he's got the same kind of thing going on. It always annoys me. Like, this is the one thing that comes to be a pet, pet, pet peeve of mine when it comes to third-party people. If you're a third-party company and you are releasing figures, please put them next to something else you've done. <laughs> Just so we know. Like, it doesn't have to put it, don't put them next to MP10, probably, because you probably shouldn't do that. But if your first figure was a Prime, chuck it next to the Prime. So that way we know. And that way people can rub their chin and mm, get excited in whole new ways. Like there might be um there might be something Oh let's look at that. That's so what's with the lightning effects there? Do they come with effects? Maybe. Are we living in an age where siege weapon effects are taking off and now they're getting third partied as well? Like I'm cool if they are. I'm cool with that. That's a sure. That's for sure. There's some there's some ball joints on the uh the, on um bombshell's toes there. He's got ball toes. He's got yeah. He's got he's got ball toes. Uh, like he doesn't have ankle tilts. He has toe tilts. So now are these being sold together. This is coming as a set, right? I don't know. They've got their own identifying numbers. So they're H10, H11, H12. So they they may not be they may not be together. Well, I'll tell you what. If you go back to that last picture, just basing off the scale discussion, the picture we're looking at here obviously has good old mate Bombshell. His hands are down. You can see very clearly his peg holes. Do you yeah. think it's a standard peg hole size? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon they would be, which I think does does peg them as quite small. But given this, given how small they are, like the fact that they can pull off poses like this, they, like it's really quite impressive. I really do love how the legend scale scene's going because it, it just seems to be that the bar's getting raised considerably, but there's still this awesome push to make sure that they stay reasonably affordable. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been masterpiece is just going, yeah, chuck a zero on it because people will pay. But for legends, they're like, eh, yeah, we've still got to make sure it's affordable. Like these guys coming as a set, you know, not bad. Hopefully they would. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I'd be, I'd be down like a clown, Charlie Brown for these guys. You can probably pre-order them now. Um, I... I've been furiously Googling and I'm seeing nothing. Just people talking about how good they look. Oh, here we go. It does, it a does say they're lacking. The next two, a legend scale Ironhide, and they are very small. <laughs> um, it does say they're likely to be sold as a set of three, but yeah, correct. There's no, there's no info on um, when they're coming out. But it does say that it's actually New Age's next entry. In the legend scale market, so maybe they're coming out soon. We'll find I out. So, well, I mean, just for your reference, I have sent you that picture just so you're aware of just what scale they may or may not be. Yeah, cool. I can't, I can't get that out onto the screen. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So generally, it's it's next to a uh, sort of a, an evil looking, I guess, uh, Ironhide. He's black. We don't usually see Ironhide in a black, but uh, yeah, it's just. A, is that a diaclone color for Ironhide? I feel like. It's either Diaclone or A-Team. I don't know. It is. <laughs> well, it, it's sold as a shattered glass, but it's it's just a Diaclone one. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Look, uh, that that concludes the news. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do a quick uh, let's do a quick roundup of uh, did we get anything new this week? I did not. Uh, Ash, did you get anything new this week? I got Studio Series Bumblebee Prime, which uh, yeah actually surprised me because obviously i'm in tasmania and tasmania has this great habit of either getting a bunch of stuff all at once or getting nothing for months and months and months and uh yeah me and one of my local collector friends there was two at our local target and we managed to form like voltron and clear the shelves out and make sure that we got what we wanted and quite pleased with him as far as voyager figures go from the studio series line good heft decent enough paint apps i'm happy with him i feel like i paid money and got something worth my time and cash I find it really interesting. Like you're holding that up, uh, like your the lighting in your room must just be exceptional, right? Because that looks very red. And yes. when I when I hold mine up here, the red is you know, <laughs> yours looks like a grungy brown. I know, I know, it really does. Like my mine does not look as as uh, eye poppingly red as yours does. Which well, 
I think it means I just need to address some lighting. In this you, you'll you'll see it's it's because my failed wannabe career as a YouTube personality involved me setting up the perfect. You have, setup. You have actual lights. Yeah, and okay, my my sound guy, my makeup guy, and my lighting guy. But uh, yeah. thank them all. I try to make them try. I try to make myself look good. That's hard, but at least I can make Transformers look good. All right, now Max, it's been a while. What have you got that's new? Oh, I've got a couple. I have a couple of very excellent figures, actually. Um, I, I I would ideally like to have had more, but I'm trying over you know, the months that I've gone of not talking about new acquisitions. But I'm trying to slow down a bit and focus on just you know just the few more select pieces that uh, really stand out to me as being of high quality. Um, this isn't one of those. This is something that I bought just because it looked dumb and stupid and it was reasonably cheap. So Sometimes you want dumb. Hey! This is uh, Siege uh, Voyager Combat Megatron, which is so far my first and only venture into a Siege line. Um, and it's venture into the Siege line. Like it's a Hasbro Select Generations and it's actually a, a Titan's Return repaint. Is it? No, this, is, this is for Siege Megatron. Yeah, that's Siege. Siege? Yeah, I was sure when I, I was sure when I picked that up the other day. Is he a triple changer backpack? No, oh, this, right. this is this yeah, is right. a stage yeah, one. I, I, sure I was sure when I picked that up that it was actually the um the <laughs> triple changer. Fair enough. I, I do have a similar silhouette, I suppose. Yeah. Um, no, I, fair enough. But for those who don't know, this is an updated version of the uh, obscure G two like unreleased Megatron, but at the mm -hmm. weird gray so, and green camo. With the Megatron running across his chest. What did he say um, his name was? I do uh, love uh, the, the Decepticon leader has to have his own branding just to make well, sure. But, uh, but so does the Autobot leader in G2, right? <laughs> it's, it was the 90s. People were very ostentatious. Yeah. How else would the kids know? But it's like, uh, uh, isn't it just the same thing as footballers running around the field with their names on their backs as well? Yeah, it's on their back. Yeah. It, you make a good point. Let's let's put it down to that. Actually, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, as a fig, sorry, as a pure design, it's wonderfully bonkers. Um, and, and as a figure itself, you know, I heard a lot of good things about the Siege line in terms of uh, just the pure the engineering and especially the actual, such uh, as so the build quality of it, really. And I was not expecting to be this good. You know, it doesn't feel like a retail transformer as i've come to expect it it feels like a cut above what we've gotten for in the lines came before this completely agree it's uh, a very interesting uh it's a very interesting place we're in when it comes to your supermarket transformers nowadays yeah it's you know it feels like hasbro across the board is you know making their retail figures of a higher quality you see you know their um 112 scale figures for other lines are looking more and more like a japanese stuff and stuff like this and when you get to the Transformers, it, you get stuff like this, where it's, you know, the engineering, um, it's not its not a massive step up from anything else, but it's, you know, solid, everything functions as it's supposed to. And it feels fantastic. Like every joint is just perfectly smooth and sits in place just perfectly. There is there's a feedback to the way it moves. It makes any sense. You know, you move something and it sticks in place. It's it's a really satisfying figure to handle. And I think that is the biggest draw point for me of this. Um, I bought it because it looked dumb. And what I got was, you know, just one of the most subtly put together action figures I've ever owned. Uh, so yeah, I'm very impressed by this in a way that I was not expecting to be whatsoever. That's great. I can't believe I thought he was the uh, the, the Titans Return repaint. Yes. And then the other thing is that, Bigger than that, and not quite as official. So obviously, there was the Studio Series Grimlock a so couple years ago. I have to move back a little bit. Yeah. So get him in frame. We did get the uh, leader Grimlock, Maybe. and I, I picked that up and thought it was a pretty nice figure. But is it, that the Studio Series? No. So the Studio okay, Series had a right. few issues that really threw me off. I was going to um, say I've seen the Studio Series in stores, and I don't remember it blocking out the sun. That's no, this is yeah. <laughs> this is the um, this is the Kuban Val version. So it's ah, an oversized right. KO, really um, big black and silver. And my my conscience can rest easy because I bought the leader class version and I sold that. 
Uh, <laughs> Takara got their money. You got your money, and I've got my KO. It's all I like downloaded KO. the movie, but I bought a ticket anyway. I just didn't watch it in the cinema. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like people. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it's basically that studio series figure and all the good that comes with that, but another whole lot more added on top of it. So you know, he had the weird ball on the right hand, but he had for a fraction of a second in the movie. And instead, but you can give him that. But he also now has an articulated hand with the full mace there. Uh, he's got extra posability in the hands, um, die cast, armor pieces and feet, uh, light up eyes, and obviously he's he's got he's just massive. Like it's obvious. Uh, I should point out that you know, movie Grimlock is an absurdly large character. Mm. Uh, many people would say too large. I would agree in that. So I don't. But so what they've done here is they've gone, right, it's going to be movie masterpiece scale if movie Grimlock was in the same scale as G1 Grimlock. So if you put him next to a movie masterpiece scale Optimus Prime, he's the same size relative to that Prime as G1 Grimlock was relative to G to G1 Prime. Mm. And, you know, it's not accurate, but to me that's the ideal way to display these two. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I've always loved this design. Um, you know, one of the better movie designs, in my opinion, and it's really nice to have a figure of it that just ex- it's for me personally. This feel this feels exactly the hole I needed it to feel. So, yeah, very pleased with this one. It's a big hole. Yeah, but he's a was that? Yeah. Um, is that it for new acquisitions? I believe that is it for new acquisitions. Um, I don't have anything new. Um. I feel like it might be a while before I get something new. I, if, if I see if I see Wave Three Siege figures around town, I might I might have an idea there. But this, so here's the thing, right? In Sydney, we've got Wave Three Siege figures at King's Comics, and they're like seventy dollars for a Voyage. How much is it? Yeah. Um, like it's a com- it's a common story with um, it's a common story, especially with comic stores that uh, do small small imports. They end up they end up doing oh, yeah. imports, and then by the time they get here, the figures are on shelves anyway at a cheaper price. Exactly. But at the time that Combiner Wars was at its peak, I did a small trip to Melbourne and I went to Minotaur Comics. Minotaur oh, yeah. Comic Place, good to have a look at. And I saw that they had some of the Stunicons in there, and they were like $60 a deluxe. And it blew my mind, and I went, not buying that. On a whim, I walked five minutes up the road to Maya, found all of them in a toy sale for $25 each. Yeah. I bought all four of them. Uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of the comic stores they have a particular they have a particular sort of a captive audience in a way, but it's not, it's not so much a captive audience. It's just it's they 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 buy their stock. They sell. They were actually when they posted the prices online, they said, "Look, you know, they're going to be high. We've imported them ourselves." Um, blah blah blah. So yeah, we'll write but, up um, a receipt that said that this came from overseas. <laughs> that might make you feel better. Yeah, not for me. No. So um, I will just point out in terms of uh, in terms of the the figures coming out. Uh, Amazon actually does have Siege Springer, who is a Voyager figure, for the recommended retail price of $50. And if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can get him shipped to you for free. I believe, according to discussions in the chat group, that uh, shipping is very fast from Amazon. So if you want, if you want a Wave Three Voyager and you want you want your Siege Springer, go order in from Amazon. You can probably order other stuff from Amazon while you're at it as well and uh, get your refractors, get your um, your extra micro Siege wagon, you're probably desperate for an Autobot Voyager anyway because there's so many Decepticon ones. That's right. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm not planning to pick any of them up. I might pick them up on a sale. I don't know. Um, so what are, what are the Siege figures that I have? I mean, actually, you know, I have... I've got most of Wave Two because I got bored and I actually did buy them. Um, so Wave Two was very good, though. Yeah, I've got I've got Ironhide, I've got Prowl, I've got Six Gun. I don't have Chromia, um, but um, yeah, they're 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 okay. I, I I have enjoyed playing, sort of taking apart Six Gun and reassembling him. It kind of makes me want to pick up Cog, but I'm also not really that fast by it. I do have a um, I do have have a Galaxy Upgrade Convoy. Prime, and I do have a um, I do have an original Siege uh, Voyager Wave One Prime as well, which I did pick up for an inflated price at Hobbyco. Hmm. Um, 
I but also I got that Prime. So yeah, he's even expensive on Amazon now. Yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah. Wave one it's hard to get. Uh, that is uh, that is it for the show. In uh, TCCA business, it is uh, it is in fact membership renewal time. Details details went into the group and went out to existing members from July first. Uh, membership this membership this year is five dollars for a standard membership, just like every other year, and fifteen dollars for a deluxe membership. Uh, you will get certain things in your um, certain things in your member kit, and mm-hmm. we do have some exclusive cards uh, like Years Gone By, designed by Justin. Uh, and this year we have Optimus Primal and Beast Wars Megatron. We uh, also have bumper stickers designed by me. Yes, bumper stickers designed by yourself, uh, and uh, yeah, and yeah, some exclusive artwork and exclusive bumper stickers. So for the uh, for the low low price of five dollars for a year's membership, um, or fifteen dollars for a deluxe membership. Um, if you if you appreciate listening to the podcast, uh, I please do employ you should please uh, head on over to transformerscca.com and sign up for membership. If you do it now, then you get the most bang for buck out of your membership because membership does run two financial years and we're only five days into the current financial year. So uh, I'm gonna channel I'm gonna channel Molly Meldrum, do yourself a favor and uh, get in there and get on that. And of course, if you are, and Ash has muted himself while I, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I don't want to laugh too much at this. Uh-uh. And on Molly Meldrum went, oh, God. I didn't say I'm a fan of Molly Meldrum. I said I'm in the channel, Molly, Molly Meldrum. <laughs> and now I'm going to go fall off a roof. Uh, it's time for bed. Uh, as I said earlier, we do record this late on a Friday night. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's time to go. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, if you're watching the live record, then thank you as well. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at uh, the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook. Facebook page for the podcast is Australian Transformers Weekly. You can find us on Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube, iTunes, whatever. Just It's, it's all out there everywhere. Uh, the podcast is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. It's a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money like us to make the club better for everyone like you. Uh, our goal is to, to collect, uh, no, actually our goal is to collect Transformers fans, but uh, we want to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community. I'd like to go out and meet you all at conventions uh, and that unfortunately costs a bit of money. So um, if you like what we do and appreciate us, please support us. Uh, membership is available from Transformers CCA. That is it from us, and uh, we will be back with more Transformers news and hopefully more actual Transformers news and, and less uh, less crapping on about Omnibots uh, next week. Thanks for thanks for watching. Bye bye. Thank you. And toodles.